The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, the Flyers have definitely hit some hard times early in this rebuild. They've lost five of their last six games. They're four, five, and one through 10 games. And the biggest news is they lost Carter Hart on Wednesday night in the first period to an injury. The Flyers are calling it a mid body injury. Hart did not return to the game. There's been no further word on his status as we recorded this podcast on Thursday morning. Joe, just how concerning is it uh, for the Flyers if Hart is to miss any time? Well, I think it's concerning, and it's it's concerning for Hart because we've seen him have mid-lower body issues in prior seasons. It's concerning for the team in the sense that we have not seen Sam Erson play well. Um, his first start of the season wasn't a good game by any counts. Um, and then he wasn't particularly great in the time when he came in last night after Hart left the game. So if you don't have confidence in the guy that's coming in, I think you're in a, in a, in a real bad spot because this team's having trouble scoring goals. So if it becomes that you have to outscore teams, I think they're going to be in a bad way. Um, so it's kind of, it seems like a perfect storm of things right now for this team. And obviously wrapping up this homestand that was not good. Um, after the way they started the season, they had this longer homestand and you thought they could really build on that. And it kind of went the other way on them. And we're starting to see some of the inexperience and things that we saw a lot last year creep into their game. And, um, it, I mean, in the last few games, it's costing them at, all, at almost every turn when things like that happen. 1-3-0 and oh on the homestand, and it's a shame for the Flyers because two of those losses were tied games going into the third period. Uh, one being last night. Another was the loss to the Hurricanes, 3-2. So, you know, they're in these games in the third period where – you know, maybe they at least get a point and they can take something away from it. But, uh, yeah, they've had some close games this year, not go their way early. Some, you know, some rebuilding type of losses, if, if you want to put it that way. For Carter Hart, Joe, I think if there's maybe a couple of good signs, uh, one would be he tried to stay in the game initially uh, when head athletic trainer Tommy Alva went out to visit him the first time. So maybe Hart didn't think it was super serious. And then – when he did come out, he was able to skate off under his own power. Uh, so I thought that was a positive as well. Uh, if, if he's to miss time, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he does, because I think the Flyers are going to err on the side of caution with their goalie, especially this early in the year. But if he's to miss time, potentially maybe uh, it's not uh, – the severity is not very, very serious. But we'll see. 
Uh, yeah, Joe, I think Samuel Harrison has a lot to prove here uh, because he is not off to the best start, and he's been pretty accountable, pretty hard on himself. Uh, do you think him getting more starts, getting more routine playing time could help him? Uh, it definitely could, and goaltenders are seem seemingly a creature of habit, so more play could equal better play. Um, but at the same time, if we remember Arison last year, he played well when he came up, but he was also he was also kind of given keys to a car pretty early, um, in the sense that they announced the Flyers announced this year that he was the backup you know, well before camp ended. And then last year, John Tortorello spoke in glowing terms almost every time he talked about Sam Harrison. Um, so to the point where some people brought up ridiculously a potential goaltender controversy. <laughs> and that's a lot for a guy that's a first-time NHLer. And um, I just don't feel like we've seen – that guy that we saw early last year. Now, could that be because there's more video out on him and teams are picking up on, you know, how to play him, how to get him moving, those sort of things? It could be. Uh, or it could just be – you don't want to say complacency because I don't think that the guy's complacent at all with being given that title. But he was given that title and then he didn't play. The difference last year was – he was used to playing every night. And um, so it, it's a change. But, yeah, I mean, uh, upping the amount he plays could definitely – I mean, it has to benefit him. I don't think he can go the other way at this point because uh, he won't be playing if it goes the other way. But um, he definitely needs to improve. And like I said, even last night when he had to come back in or when he had to come in for Carter Hart last night, he didn't look – particularly great but this is a guy that's dealt with adversity if you remember his first start last year he he started he got pulled Hart got hurt and he had to come back in the game and that set him off on a really good stretch of play so it's not like he hasn't dealt with doubts or not playing well before so I I think the Flyers just need to hope for that again um and you know Maybe you need to pay extra attention to how you're playing in front of him. But, of course, the best remedy for a goaltender is to score more goals, which seems to be what the coach is harping on. It's just not really happening, and we've seen some opportunities that are there that aren't necessarily being taken advantage of by this team over the last few games. I think his struggles are kind of twofold. I do think, Joe, one is the opposition, as you alluded to, is – maybe picking up on some things. They have some tape on him. I remember his first game this season against the Stars. He gave up five goals in that overtime loss, 5-4, and three of them were on his blocker side. It just seemed like they were peppering his blocker side. So I don't know, maybe if they if they pick something up, uh, you know, in video and pre-scout of where they can maybe beat him. Uh, and then secondly, I just think he's not used to being a backup, and I just think it's going to take some time. So that's why I do think games and starts and more shots could really help him. He's never been a backup in his career, in his life. He's 24 years old, and for the first time, he's been tasked with playing two times in a month uh, and then coming in 10 minutes into a game suddenly when the number one gets hurt, and then he only faces nine shots over the course of that game. 
and gives up two goals. Uh, so I just think he's not used to this right now, and that may be an excuse, and he hasn't really used it as an excuse, so kudos to him. But I do think there's reason to believe if uh, he gets more starts, he gets more games, um, more shots, uh, I think he will be better. And, uh, I, Joe, I'm with you. I think he's a really good kid. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, so I, I think there's reason to believe here that he can he can bounce back and and give the Flyers some good starts here. We saw it last season, and I think we can we could see it again. But he will have to be better, um, and the pressure's on because the Flyers are in a tough spot. Uh, five of the last six games have been losses, uh, but Joe, they've only been outscored twenty-five to twenty in that span. So they're in these games. The games are tight, uh, and it's coming down to potentially a goalie making a save or two being the difference uh, in a win or loss. And it's not um, what we saw last year in the sense that last year they struggled with slow starts. The two games you mentioned earlier on this podcast, they took the lead in both games. Mm. And, you know, they come out strong and then it's just the problem is they score and then they just don't score anymore. It's kind of like a baseball team where you get all your runs in one inning and don't keep scoring and then, you know, uh, not saying you need to put five and six goals on the board every night, but it's it's more of like the two goal games that are costing them because they seem to get a couple goals and you know rapidly and then they don't score again and that's that's where it's um, two is not enough to turn it over to the goaltender. Yeah, it just it, it just isn't, and that's what's happened. Um, the last couple games, I mean, of course, the Ducks game was kind of an onslaught by the Ducks, and uh, they were down 4 nothing. But um, they just – they it kind of sounds – when you hear John Tortorella say it, it's almost like, well, yeah, I mean, you need to score goals to win hockey games. But it is as simple as finding more ways to score goals. And we've seen times this year where, and, and I, I bring up Tyson Forrester for one. Um, last night he took a couple shots when he had the chance. But prior to that in the Carolina game, he came down on a two-on-one and could have taken the shot, and he tries to make this the perfect play passing it through two defensemen. And I don't think this is a team with enough offensive skill to make perfect plays. I think you just have to take what's in front of you. Um, and, you know, if the defense is giving you the shot, you need to take the shot, particularly a guy like him who was known for his shot. Yeah. Um, those are the kind of things where this team is not at a level yet where they can try to make pin, pinpoint passes. And it's, this is not Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid out there that can, you know, pass it through a whole team and hit the tape. It's, it's just not that. I mean, there's a few guys, but overall, that's not the kind of plays that are going to win this team games. They need to take what's in front of them. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little simpler than you make it look. Catch all the sports action and more at Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Whether it's the money line or the pest line, there's something for everyone, including a great sports book. Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Philly loves a winner. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. After this loss, Joe, the most recent one, Tortorella had a sentiment of he really likes how the Flyers are playing. He likes the attitude in which they are playing with. Uh, 
he thinks they're playing the way they're hoping to play this year, and that's be more aggressive, take risks, try to create more offense. Uh, would you agree with that? Do you think you are seeing some signs there that the Flyers are pushing in the right direction, trying to make more things happen? Uh, but um, w- one, would you agree with that? And two, do you think they're getting burned by maybe some young mistakes as well? I think they're getting burned by young mistakes, but it's definitely different in last year. And, you know, I know last last night's game kind of snowballed and got to 5-2. But generally for 50-plus minutes of these games, they're right in the games, if not dictating the play. I mean, look at the shots last night. Now, I know shots don't tell the whole story, um, but when there's that big of a disparity, they have to tell you something. And the Flyers played well for portions of this game. They played well for portions of the game against Carolina. Even the game against the Ducks when they were down 4 nothing, there were parts of the game where they were making comebacks. Unfortunately, their goalie just didn't give them – that was Erickson that day. He just didn't give them enough – he didn't make enough saves for them to really get back in that game. And um, so, yeah, there's, there's some young mistakes, but – Overall, if we're going back to this mindset that I don't think really went away, I feel like some people got carried away with the start of the season. But if we're going back to this, it's not about winning now, it's about building. I I think you're seeing a lot of building blocks in these games. Um, I mean, outside of the game against Ottawa and the first period against the Ducks, I, I don't think that they've really looked a lot like last year's team at all. Um, like things getting out of hand quickly, and that just doesn't seem to be the way they're playing. And Carter Hart had a lot to do with that. Um, but I don't think he had everything to do with it. And um, so I, I don't I don't think the record – I don't think the way they're playing should get lost in the record. Um Last year, the way they were playing and the record seemed to coincide with each other. I don't think that's the case so far this year, aside from a couple games. So I think there's some building blocks, and of course there's young mistakes, but a lot of those young mistakes lead to building blocks. And um, I think that's what we're seeing now. I think the record is definitely a little misleading. Four, five, and one. Uh, they're 0 2 and one in one goal games. And last night, 5 uh, 2 loss, but. Really, it's a 2-2 game uh, in the third period. It's a tight one. So I do think their record's a little misleading, and I think they've actually scored some goals. I, don't, I haven't had a huge issue. I think they've actually been a little better offensively than maybe I thought they would. They're scoring 3.20 a game right now. I just think the power play has just been kind of a mess. It's 4 for 35, and it just seems like there's, there's just very little threat when they're on the power play. Like Teams typically sway momentum on the power play, you know, the really good teams take advantage of them uh, and really sway momentum. And they just don't have that right now whatsoever. So everything's being tasked at even strength and PK. And uh, that's just not a great way to play. Um, so I think if they can get a little something going on the power play and dictate momentum of games that way, I, I think they'll be in better shape. But uh, right now they're just a mess there. And I think that's really hurting them. And they're also, you know, they're, they're playing through some young mistakes. I, I think Kim York's made a few. Noah Cates has as well. And I don't think that's a bad thing. As long as they stay out there and they keep playing, 
I think uh, there's learning moments to be had there. Uh, I don't want Tortorello taking the kid out of the lineup, and I don't think he will. Uh, I think these kids need to stay in and play through these mistakes, Joe. Yeah, I think so too. And the, the thing on the power play, and and I brought this up last podcast, and it seems to plague the NHL. So it's no, it's not a. This is not just about the Flyers, but most of the teams in the league do this slingshot, you know, system on the power play. Yeah. And my problem is when you don't have a guy that can skate the puck into the zone with speed, to me, I, it's a waste of time. I mean, if you have Connor McDavid, okay, you give him the puck and let him skate. If you have Sidney Crosby, you give him the puck and you let him skate. The, but like the Flyers have tried this with Morgan Frost. They've tried it with other guys, and guys don't cross the blue line with speed, and they get poke-checked right away, and they can never set – power play up Mm -hmm. so that to me and zone entries it was a problem last year it's a problem this year on the power play you have to enter the the zone with speed on the power play to set up and get the puck deep and then set the power play up from there the flyers just don't have enough skilled players to hand it to one guy and say get us set up on the power play they don't have that sort of skill set on their team but I feel like it's almost like they force it and try to make that be the way it is. And and so you cross the blue line, you get the puck batted away, and there's, you know, half your power play right there. And um, a different approach might – and, and they are not good in the face-off dot, and that's part of the problem too, losing face-offs on the power play and that – you know, you, that takes you out of the puck possession game right away if you can't win faceoffs on the power play. And we remember when Claude Giroux was here, that was part of his – I mean, the value on the power play was that he was great in the faceoff dot, among other things. So, you know, if you can't get possession of the puck, your power play is going to be bad, and I think that's where the Flyers are struggling right now. Absolutely. And and I think they're just so inexperienced and they're trying to simplify so much, which I get, but they don't they don't really give teams multiple looks either. I feel like the really good power plays can change things up mid power play. They'll 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 give you multiple looks and it makes it really tough to defend because the PKers are obviously focused on the puck and then they lose their man. Um, But there's just not enough chemistry there to do that. I don't even think they can really give teams multiple looks because players aren't going to know who to read off of or how to read off of the, the guy next to them. So, yeah, I just think there's just very little chemistry, very little experience, and they're struggling with something as simple as, as you mentioned, Joe, zone entries, uh, which is just half the battle. You got to get in first and then set up, and then you have to score second. So, yeah, yeah I mean, unless you have unless you have Alex Ovechkin standing on the on the left circle waiting to shoot the puck, like the yeah. Capitals do, yeah. you need to mix up your looks. Yeah. Um, and last time I checked, the Flyers don't have anything close to Ovechkin, so nor do most teams. But right. you know, you can't keep giving them the same look if you're not producing anything. So there needs to be a, a change there. I don't know if they need to mix up the personnel in the two groups or what, but I mean. Like you said, a lot of these guys haven't played together that long, and there's not a lot of chemistry there. So it's not as if just throw guys out on the ice and they 
they know how to play with each other. That's not and and on a power play, you need to know guys' tendencies. Yeah, absolutely. And um and that's and that's why I just think they haven't been terrible at even strength. I mean, even you look at last night's game, they did outshoot Buffalo, I think forty to fifteen. Uh, but uh, the game against Carolina, they go 0 for 5 on the power play. They lose by a goal. Uh, last night, 0 for 3 on the power play, uh, and obviously they lose 5 to 2. If they can sway momentum just a little bit with a good power play, then they can play with a lead uh, or they can play with a two-goal lead. And suddenly you're not facing this crazy pressure to score at even strength. Uh, you actually have some comfort with the lead, and you can kind of just play your game and protect the lead. But – uh. They just haven't been going on the power play. I think if they just get that going a little bit, uh, suddenly they might see some things swing in their favor. But, uh, Joe, definitely they have to score some goals. They have to prevent some goals too. And I think Samuel Erson could be tasked with that. He's going to have to be a lot better uh, if he's to play some more here in place of Carter Hart. But we'll see. We'll keep everyone apprised here on the Flyers Talk podcast. Flyers have a back-to-back this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Joe, both games on NBC Sports Philadelphia with pregame live, correct? Uh, correct, yes. And we'll uh, we'll delve into some of those um, missed opportunities tomorrow uh, with Scott now. Excellent. Uh, I can't wait to watch that. Keep, uh, keep an eye out for that, Flyers fans. Pregame live on our air, NBC Sports Philadelphia, before this back-to-back this weekend for the Flyers. Joe, thank you so much for joining me. Great to see you. Great to chat with you. We'll have plenty more coming up here on the Flyers Talk Podcast. A big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with our time. And Flyers fans, of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest podcast. Wherever you get your Flyers Talk Podcast, please rate and listen, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time. Thank you.